another episode of mornings with marla i have a new song for season two and yeah that was a yeah dope song it's such a good song i wonder who made it for me <laughs> um i'm back with lee who this is like your third time on here but and our last one about dating culture actually is like my highest highest amount of listens because <laughs> we're crazy and i know i don't that one was uh yeah, hashtag word vomit. That's okay. <laughs> it was a very random one, but the random ones are always the fucking best. So um, yeah, hopefully we can bring it again. But of course, this is my little boo-boo from Wisconsin. And we've been friends for a while now. And I'm just happy that we're back in back in action, seeing each other yeah. virtually. Not so much in person in a while, but. No, not so much. I I think it's cool, though. I mean, like every time that we've done one of these, it's been like, kind of like a touch base on where we're at so I'm excited to just talk and catch up a little bit yeah we've been talking a lot about or like I guess when I voice memo you constantly <laughs> and you're like oh I'm actually it's funny how we like you're going through something similarly with someone else and you don't really talk about it or realize that you are until like you finally connect and you're like wait why are we it just like sometimes your friend group and stuff, I feel like all transitions in a similar way or goes through a similar thing at a similar time. And um, we were talking about how it's like kind of important to touch base with your friends and just like check in and stuff. But um, also, I I mean, we were just like talking about how this year is going to be a lot of transitions or like life and life and death and I don't I guess part of me sometimes is like, well, if I'm feeling crazy right now, do I want to bring someone in my wrath or do I need to like simmer down for a minute and process and then ask people? But it's I don't know if you have any opinions on like just reaching out when you need help or if you tend to like seclude yourself when you are feeling that way. Um, well, I think it depends. I mean, it depends on where I'm at with myself first. And I mean, in a way that I feel like if I'm coming from a place of where I'm able to like, kind of be loving myself first, where I can ask others for help in a genuine, authentic way or a vulnerable mm -hmm. way where that, you know, I can actually like hold space for them to come in and help me. I think that's when I'll reach out. But sometimes I just, I do sometimes have like, I'm overcome with anxiety or I feel like I'm kind of like running from the situation. So, I mean, those moments are a lot quicker with the rebound because I'm catching when that's happening and I'm catching myself like getting into that, I guess, spiral. Yeah. Um, so I think when I reach out, um, it definitely depends on where I'm at with myself and if it's something I can handle. Um, mm -hmm. And then also finding the right people to reach out to because I feel like mm. if you can agree the people that are in your inner circle or your closest each one kind of fulfills something that you need at the right moment you yeah know? yeah I like how you said um when you can recognize your spiraling because that's something I've been working on a lot is like before you hit like the peak of the mountain it's like you there's like certain things that you start to learn about yourself that you can bring awareness to of like oh okay this is a moment where I'm like really close to to spiraling and like what do I need to do for myself to make sure I don't get to that point but also if you do get to that point having grace with yourself and 
like being able to sit in and feel your emotions without like playing victim or like pushing that, like putting it on someone else or pointing fingers at someone else. So I guess with your answer of like, sometimes you seclude and sometimes you know, do you need to reach out? And it just like, exactly like, am I coming from a place of, um, where I know I'm I'm showing up authentically and not trying to place blame on someone else or do I need a moment to like lick my wounds and mm, I think a lot of good. people think it's really bad to take some time in solitude or like or even allow yourself to feel emotions fully and deeply but um, well they're scary I mean emotions are so scary and especially yeah. if you don't really like if you don't <clears throat> I guess have the tools or haven't even had the opportunity to have the tools I mean like or be taught the tools I mean sometimes like we're brought up by you know our environment and just some there's so many variables in the ways that we grow up but um yeah I think I lost my thought I get what you're saying like the it just it depends who you are and like how you're able to like handle situations completely yeah and I guess like self-awareness and self-growth and like (laughs) we're all working towards all the time it's just like how do I become a better person man it's only been 10 minutes and I'm already like I lost my thought (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I just I don't I feel I don't know sometimes I think people think that having a full process of emotion is a bad thing like I need to push it down or not show up in this way because I don't want it hurt other people or impact other people in a negative way I guess it's just and then you feel bad for even like shutting down completely because you're just like I don't know I get in these like mindsets sometimes where I'm just like everyone hates me everyone's mad at me I'm showing up wrong in the world like maybe I should just like stop talking for a minute but also I need validation (laughs) no I I would agree with that I I was um uh Eric and I the other night I think I think a I think we need to know when we need like we need to know um, when to ask for what we need, you know? And I think the people that love us the most, sometimes we don't um, we don't allow ourselves to let them know what we're going through or we feel like ashamed. Um, mm. And it's, it's hard though. I mean, when you're in the emotions, it's hard to kind of think rationally like, oh no, these people really love me. They're not going to judge me and stuff. So it's kind of a give and take. I mean, if you are reaching out for help, you trust that that person is going to return the favor and give you space to hear you and provide like a safe area for you to kind of express your feelings. So I think it's important that you know who you go to, like I said earlier, and also just um kind of cultivating in general people around you that kind of um have that energy that can be reciprocated back to you. You know, like it's it's something that's a privilege, like to hear our stories and to hear our um, insecurities and even joy. I mean, all of these stories that we have to share, those are actually, I, I believe at least that those are a privilege to hear. And mm-hmm. when you do share those stories, you share them with people who um, might need to hear it or that can share in that joy with you. Like you don't, I find sometimes that when I overcompensate with words or mm-hmm. like I share too much with people that I don't really know or something, it kind of takes away this um, intention behind it of connection. It almost feels like I'm filling space with words you know and then I and then I lose sight of how it felt for me and why that story was personal to me so why am I kind of discrediting that story and sharing it in such like a disingenuine way just to try to like connect you know that's not that's not where I want to be yeah a couple things on that a like since our last podcast you found partnership 
now, which I like want to go into a little bit later of just like how you like the reflection of when you're in love with someone and that that mirror you get back from them and how you can fall in love with yourself a little bit more deeply from that reflection but also like it just got goosebumps (laughs) but also kind of know where you're you still need a little bit of work um the oversharing thing I think is like I know you have ADHD and that that's like part of it is like like the over explaining yourself or over just trying to be like make sure everyone believes you fully, I guess, by um, Mm -hmm. having to explain things deeply and talk and like just add way too much content, I guess. Yeah. And that's just, that's for people in general too. I mean, ADHD definitely like kind of amplifies the rapid thought process Mm -hmm. because you sometimes don't have enough time to compartmentalize your thoughts. So it's a little bit more rapid, but definitely like as a general, I mean, it's something that everybody definitely goes through. Yeah. I think also, um I don't like with your oversharing thing I found myself Mm -hmm. I get myself in trouble and it's like I I like how you just you have brought awareness to yourself around that because we haven't talked about this but it's something I've been really trying is like I notice myself talking about my own experience and it's I'm talking about it in a way to be relatable to the person I'm speaking with. But then I catch myself and I'm like, I'm just sitting here talking about myself. Like I'm forgetting to ask them about, you know, who they are. And I just keep hearing myself say like, oh, I, I did this, I did this, I did this. And it's really a way for me to relate to the other person. But I feel like sometimes I can come across as like a little bit more self-centered. Totally. And I would agree. I mean, like I, I, the way that you relate is you're like, oh yeah, I, I just happened today a couple of times, you know, and that's something I'm constantly catching myself and practicing daily is um, listening more because I feel like, you know, when we have all these thoughts and then we're thinking the things you just said, like, oh, am I just talking about myself? It kind of takes us out of the moment of being present. Mm-hmm. And when you're listening, it's um, it's putting you in the space of being present in order to um have a conversation. And I think the best way to describe it is like, you know, when you're with kids, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to be present with a child because they know and they feel more importantly when you are giving everything Mm -hmm. and you are being completely there and you're showing up for them so that they can be who they are. Because kids don't really know, you know, how to, how to move through things. I mean, that's why being present is so important just in general, because it just reminds us to just listen and you know grow with each other yeah and I think having self-awareness in a way that you show up in a way that you present yourself and a way you deal with like your emotions is really important and then and then like I feel like the pendulum can swing really far when you're self-analyzing constantly you can almost there's so much balance in it and it's so ridiculous to even talk about like I'm too self-aware and I'm thinking about self-awareness <laughs> too much. And like, you just get in this really serious shadow place, which I think is healthy to be in once in a while. But a lot of people get stuck there where they're like, I haven't done enough healing. I haven't done enough work. I haven't done, I'm still, there's so, so much trauma still. Like, and it's just, you get caught up in this. And like, that's, that's where it needs to separate too, is like at yeah. some point, like sometimes it's just not about us. You know, like it's important to be self-aware and it's important to know like when to, I don't want to use the word critique ourselves because we don't have to judge ourselves at all, but it's it's important to accept where we're at mm-hmm. in order to like 
show up for the other people that we care about to kind of like be there for them. And then we learn more in the process by being present and not thinking about it until we come back to it. And we're like, oh, now I feel this way because I experienced that experience with that person. And it kind of sometimes comes later. Like for me, sometimes that I need to like make rational sense of what an experience made me feel like immediately Mm -hmm. because it's, I'm like, does that make sense? And sometimes you just need to let the seed grow so that it can just kind of blossom into what you need it to be without, without exhausting it. And sometimes there is really no answer behind it either. Like, yeah, you just got to live right into it. Yeah. It's like, you can sit and overthink literally everything in your entire life. And then what I've found myself then is like, you said, you bring yourself out of presence almost. You're just like, Mm -hmm. I'm overanalyzing myself. I'm over self-evaluating. I need to fix this and this and this. And you're forgetting just like to fall in love with the person that you are because everyone's different and no one's perfect. We're fucking human beings. Like we're never going to be perfect. And it's just like, how can you pour more love into those pieces that you don't necessarily think are like the most perfect or the most self-aware as long as you're not hurting someone else. Or if you do hurt someone else, you, you recognize it and can like, go back and apologize it's just I think as human beings we almost can get like too caught up in that I don't know over analyzing fixing ourselves being the most self-aware spiritual human well, and that's <laughs> and that's completely and that's like that's almost the dangerous part is because those those thoughts can easily kind of transition into self-doubt and insecurity and then that's kind of like what the secular world are like you know of this world they profit off that i mean Mm -hmm. that's kind of what they want they plant i think we grow up with a lot of these seeds that are built into our subconscious that we're not good enough we need to look better uh whatever it could be you know like um so when we have these like self-reflection thoughts a lot of times for me at least i've navigated into what's wrong with me Mm -hmm. rather than like where am i at you know, I don't want to ever judge myself for where I've been. I just want to like accept where I'm at so that I can move forward. And that goes for other people too. You never want to like, you never want to be there. um, I guess you never want to judge people for where they've been. You just want to show up for where they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think another really important part of showing up for people or having people show up for you is kind of like setting the like the prep, what is that word? Precipice? Precedent? Precedent. President, 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 president of the United States. The yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> president. Um, I'm just asking, like, hey, <laughs> I'm not feeling great right now. Do you have the space for me to talk to you? What is presidents? Hang on. I know it sounds really, I have to Google it quick. I know. I want to like president's I'm... meeting. President, 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 the condition it's here. Let's do Google. Hang on. <laughs> Precedence. The condition of being considered more important than someone or something else. Priority, importance, order, or rank. That's not the word I was looking for. Well, damn it. But that was close. It kind of fits. I'm kind of looking All for right. like I'll the, take, I'll take. Uh, setting the. I'll take adjectives for 800. <laughs> I want, I'm just like setting the, the scene. Yeah. Like that's the one right there. And everyone's like, no. Here's another like, big oh, word. Let's liberate wrong. ourselves from this word. <laughs> um, but it, it's interesting because I was talking to you uh, like a week ago and I was just like, yeah, some it's just like things have shifted. I feel like you've just like you've turned into oh, like this, me. Yeah, this old man. 
No, I'm just kidding. No, just like this. Thank you. This calm, peaceful, just like, all right, this is what's happening. Like, like just a little bit less, like, much more grounded, I think. Yeah, well, and, Eric gets all that out. <laughs> yeah, kidding. no, it's like, <laughs> it's just funny to see that, like, it's amazing to see what a healthy partnership can do for a person. Not that it's changed you at all. It's just like, you're now, there's no like, almost like yearning for like what the future holds, maybe. Sure. No, I really appreciate you saying that. I I mean, I would have the same for you. I mean, with you just getting married and you and Matt, I mean, relationships in general, I think if they're really right and they're healthy, Mm. um, I think, you know, they really are something beautiful. I think that's what we're here for in life is connection, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I feel like we're just, we're all here to bring each other home. And if you find it in a romantic way or a best friend way or anything, we're all just here to connect with each other. And we have to just do it in the most authentic way we can. And it is hard because like Eric, for instance, um, uh, he's been just a very big mirror. Mm-hmm. And with that comes, you know, triggers and a lot of just, uh, self-reflection without me even kind of having to think about it they just are there because mm-hmm. it's yeah so it's it's been very liberating um to feel like I'm I'm home mm-hmm. in a different way with somebody else I get the home feeling I think communication is so important like always and I've realized through my relationship that I feel like I'm an okay communicator with my friends but like the people you love the absolute most that you're most afraid of losing are the people that are hardest to communicate with. And I've realized through my relationship, like I'm actually not the best communicator ever, <laughs> which I like to think I was. <laughs> um, so like in what way? I, I just like you think more about like things build more. I think I'm not as it's harder for me to just come out and say what I need or like what's frustrating me. I could write it down via text message or I could write it down on paper, but I feel like the words don't don't come out right when I speak it or there's just like not the right time or like it's in my head. I know I should say it this way and then it just doesn't come out that way. Um, And then it ends up like building and building and building into being passive aggressive or like more of an explosive, like we need to sit down and communicate about this rather than just like addressing it as it comes. But I, mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about that. And I just really think it's fear of like abandonment or rejection or sure. like not being seen maybe yeah. in like your emotions, like, oh, those are wrong or not that that's how it goes. Like, cause emotions are always valid, but um you really have to be open to seeing another perspective, I guess. And that's the mirror of like, okay, I'm going to get this, I'm acting this way and I'm going to get a mirror from you that like, this is your perspective. So I really have to think about my actions from a different point of view. It's it's trusting the people that care about you the most and also the ones that you care about, right? It's coming outside of ourselves to know that people are really showing up for us in good ways that want the best for us. And I think um, going off one of your points, but we all go through struggles, you know, and people who are fighters or uh, whatever that means for you, but people who really um, get to the light they don't mm-hmm. sit in the darkness. They can get to the light. And um, when we're brought to that and we have fought for kind of this peace in whatever way that is for you, 
when we come into union with someone else, we're kind of protective of ourselves because it's like, wow, like I really worked hard to get where I'm at Mm -hmm. to create space for myself. And now that you're allowing somebody else in, it feels really great. And there's like this conflicting, at least for me in general, it was very conflicting because it felt very freeing and I wanted it. But at the other point, I was almost hanging on to this part of myself that felt safer and it and it was great i met i it was a great thing for me but you know i um also didn't trust ultimately the love that was showing up for me yeah through eric in a specific way and um you know love has shown up for through my family and you know through friends but when it comes to a specific partner that you really are i guess sharing all in all with it's mm-hmm. very vulnerable it's very scary it's um very complex um but i think the important part is that if you really want to be in it you work through it because you can learn a lot from the relationship it can teach you a lot um to come back to kind of like your roots it's like you're starting and i, I feel like i'm starting all over again relearning these like lessons of tr- like of love <laughs> and it's and it's different than what i made it up in my head to be before I met him. So it's very, it's very surreal and different. Yeah, I get that. I think a lot of people, I mean, obviously Hollywood, you know, so you have this ideal of what love looks like and like what a relationship looks like and what its patterns should be. And not only are you facing off with like your own inner fears and wounds, but you're also showing up in a way that makes someone else, the person that you care about, you want them to know that they're like safe and secure with you, I guess. It's so it's like you have two wounds coming together that are completely opposite. And you're just like learning how to be not like change yourself for the other person, but how to be the best version of yourself for the other person, because they're trying to be the best version of themselves for you. And I, like my, like you always have the fear. Or I feel like most people have the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment, the fear of like loss, basically. We're always afraid to lose something so beautiful so it's like for me it was like oh you're gonna decide not you don't want to marry me and now I'm like okay you're making decisions for other people just because it's easier to kind of like in the marriage part and I'm like okay you're gonna want annulment like next fight we get no it's like every step I'm just like well you could still leave me there's still an opportunity you know and so it's like how do you bypass that and like not have fear around every comes back I feel like it comes back to being present mm-hmm. and listening again. And I mean, when we're listening, we can listen to ourselves. And, you know, when I run from myself, I know it clearly. Yeah. I know it through like my habits, whether mm-hmm. it's addiction, mm-hmm. um, coping, like, and that's just, you know, it's hard to listen to ourselves because sometimes I'm really not a fan of the thoughts that come through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know that those are just fleeting. And I know that um, there's just a bigger picture to things that we make a bigger deal than sometimes they are. Exactly. Yeah. We definitely like catastrophizing things. Self-sabotaging. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, what narrative are we writing? Like we, it's crazy. It's like, we are so good at creating this narrative, but we don't really know how to put the pen to the paper. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when we start doing it, we're like, why the fuck is it all scribbly like what and then we're like really discouraged because we can't read it yeah so it's important that we learn how to write first before we start putting the pen to the paper it's like a whole thing it's really starts with ourselves and then we can put the pen to the paper and once you got a book then you can allow someone else to read the book and then that's when you can share the book 
That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's a no, big I metaphor. Like, <laughs> I like that. I, I think it's like, it's so easy to create a narrative in your head when you're caught up in what the future holds. And then you create this false narrative, but then you convince yourself that it's, it's almost true, like you philosophize you, your own prop like you. Yeah. yeah. And then you believe it. And then you're self-sabotaging because you've created this narrative at, in your head. And then you're mad at yourself. <laughs> and then you're like, well, what the fuck? This isn't even what's happening. Ah, then you're fully you're like, out. I got to start all over. Yeah. <laughs> and you're fully out of presence. And then you're leading your life. Like my greatest fear is like, leading my life constantly in the thought of what's next, what future thing do I want next? What, what whole, like, what can I do to make it this and get this and get this and get this. And then you hit the end of your life and you're like, well, this whole time I've just been trying to reach this goal and I haven't really actually lived the process of it. Like that's, well, and that's like yeah. all of what we just said is like, that's called a cycle <laughs> and it's a, it's not a beneficial one. I mean, like we all, I feel like habit is comfortable. We need to have structure in our lives and mm-hmm. um, cycles go through, but it's like, are we in a cycle that's really not allowing ourselves to cycle forward or are we just kind of pedaling in place here? And this cycle is really just draining energy, mm-hmm. you know, and I, sometimes you, not even sometimes, I just feel like there's a point where you wake up. Mm-hmm. and that is so different for everybody there's not one way to wake up and I know that's such a loose term but I feel like the people you know who are listening to this will understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. you have a moment where you hit a rock bottom you want to call it that and then you have a rising mm-hmm. I like to call it a rising you know like Phoenix. you you just you come to terms with things that you weren't able to before and you um, hope that you can move through them but I think the first step is taking the step off the cliff you know like you have to just kind of fall in order to be caught yeah I think and like you said it's cyclical I think you can wake up many times in your life and you have death and rebirth many times in your life and like some they're all it's very seasonal I feel like some seasons are really hard and some seasons are amazing and I think did you if you don't mind me asking did you ever have like a moment um where it was like your lowest of low and you're right. Like we all go through transitions and rebirths. And I think, um, but there is, have you had one significant one where you can like identify that you started really naked with Marla and you're like, we re- rebuilt who you were in a way. Yeah. I think multiple times. Like, I think, I don't know, coming out of high school and moving to California by myself and not knowing anyone and ending like a long-term, you know, your first love relationship, but well, I don't know where I got the balls to do all that, but I did like that was <laughs> reinvention. Thank God I did. And like, just if I feel really, really fucking depressed, it's like, well, I could sit here and contemplate how much I want to fucking kill myself for the next weeks and like, just cry and cry and cry. Or I get, I get to like reinvent and rediscover. I feel like that's happened many times where it's when you like- made that decision to like move out there, was it a place of like, you were in a place where you're like full and you're like I'm gonna go do this next adventure or was it like kind of a running move I, I'm just curious I don't know I was just asking Honestly, that makes sense. like sometimes I get what is driving me and sometimes I just don't understand what the driving force is and I just follow it like it's just sure like just the intuition I, yeah it's almost like intuition or just like you feel the wind blowing I'm just like this is mm this is what I need to do. Or the pieces just all fall into place. You have this idea and then it kind of just like falls in and you're like, well, how can I ignore this? The universe is literally opening these doors wide open for me. Why why would I not step through them? Even if it's not the end outcome that I wanted, or I don't know what's on the other side. It's like, well, you just 
got to trust that it's just all working for you in a way. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to think about that stuff because sometimes I think back and I'm like, man, if I would have just stayed in Wisconsin and not moved, like who would I be today? Not the same person. (laughs) Eric, I were just saying that I was like, what if you were to get married to that? What if I chose to go? Like, there's so many things where it's like, if you would have taken a left turn, mm-hmm. man, I mean, it's wild, but yeah. it's fun. To, it's definitely fun to think about. Um, but um, I actually, I mean, going right off of that too, I think that goes into like sometimes thinking the grass is greener on the other side. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would, I would let those thoughts carry into, wow, I don't have enough or this, you know, like it, it kind of, um, sometimes the grass is just greener where you water it. And, you know, like I, I firmly believe that we are offered opportunities in life. It's just a matter of, are we looking at them? And mm-hmm. I think it's okay to say no mm-hmm. to some of them, Yeah. but I, we have to trust ourselves that the decision that we make is because of the one that we wanted, mm-hmm. um, not because of one that we chose over fear or out of insecurity or, and that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're trusting yourself, even if the decision is uncomfortable or maybe doesn't seem right, but if you feel like in your gut that it's the right one to make, just I feel like we're all just walking in design and we just have to trust what's made to happen for us. Yeah. And I think that even if a choice that you make doesn't go as you expected, which I, I hate expectation because it, you're, it's never going to be exactly how you expect. It sets yourself up for disappointment. Every time. Yeah. But it, like, it's just, can you like laugh through it? Even if it's not in the moment, it's like, can you look back and be like, well, that was fucking stupid. And just kind of like laugh at yourself all the time. <laughs> that's, that's the medicine is like, laughter absolutely yeah and like let's what we the, life is such a like little glimpse and I, I mean I I've like feel old ish but I like at all I'm only 31 years old you know and and I feel like time just moves faster and faster and faster and faster and if you're not bringing yourself into presence and enjoying like the mundane or like bringing in more joy or just like randomly dancing like what are you fucking doing <laughs> Mm-hmm. like I get it's stressful there's just but... so much going there's so much going on in the world mm-hmm. right now that it's like I almost for me I'm almost like my thoughts are my worst enemy sometimes and I can mm-hmm. get caught up in those but at the same time I'm almost like right now the world needs connection more than ever mm-hmm. and I feel like our job isn't to find I feel like we isn't to find our own comfortability in order to get through. It's how do we um, break through our comfortability to present safer spaces for others? Yeah. You know, like if that's where you need to be is like in your own bubble and stuff, then please, by all means, that's a beautiful place to be. And that's something sacred. And sometimes that can take a lifetime to create for yourself. And that's a tribute in itself. Mm-hmm. Like if you can find that special place where you can reflect on yourself with love, and forgiveness that's a huge feat people sometimes don't get there and but if you can get there and you can harvest enough love to give to others that's what we're really here to do is to share that you know and to bring to bring each other home it's really bigger than ourselves I think a lot of like there's a lot of angst right now in the world and I I think a lot is shifting like my theory I guess is that (laughs) it, it 
the earth started as such a feminine entity like just an energy not like necessarily mm-hmm. like female male just like it was very feminine and like very connected to nature and very community oriented orientated and like um of the earth i guess and it and it shifted so much to like this masculine energy which is like more like dominance and ownership and uh it's control i mean it's it's truly control we're all just like we're in a cage and the door is wide open and it's just like it's so freaking foggy in that cage it's like a hot box i can't get out and i I just i feel like the earth is like fighting to gain back that balance or fighting to gain back that feminine energy and the the people that are just like so caught up in (laughs) their goals and like the things that they need and like the things they want to own that it the more the feminine moves in the more they're fighting to keep that masculine and so it's just like this butting of heads and everyone it's moving in yeah it's moving in very quickly and I mean like with COVID and how everybody I mean COVID as a timeline point I mean that's people started waking up a lot to their own truths vulnerability and um I I would agree like there is this I'm I'm interested to see where we go in the next couple of years because I feel like we're kind of on this cusp of you know really speaking up mm-hmm. for whatever you need to speak up about you know equality uh I, I can't eat the list goes forever long but what's super wild is that like people are watching like it's not something that is it's like it, like you said, it's this push and pull, and it's it's. I think a lot of people are also coming into union with um their you know people are finding love, people are finding the one they're supposed to be with. They're coming closer with their family. Um, like you said, there's been deaths for rebirths, mm-hmm. and that can go in any sense. But I feel like a lot of people are coming together now collectively because what we need more than ever is love and to be an example of it's like we're almost holding down the anchor for the world in a way in a union way like the the ones that are light workers in the sense you know like um if you want to put it into that but yeah it's it's hard i just we have to be um we just have to keep talking yeah i think it's like the the world right now with technology and how fast it's moving like it's it's insane how fast technology is moving and in time oh my god be wild what's happening but it's like we're more connected than ever before in a way, but also like in terms less, of like the web. Yeah, but also like yeah. less there's less value in it, I guess. Maybe because sure. it's so absolutely pivotal. But it's like when you find people that you can have these like deeper conversations with and it's not just all surface level, it's like I respect people for their beliefs, whatever it is, as long as it's their belief and they're not pushing it on someone else. So it's like, or they're not causing. Well, it's, it's, those are all tools. Like the internet is a tool, right? And like, it's something that can connect us. But I think what's important is if you do, let's say become TikTok famous, I'm just, I'm not even really on TikTok. (laughs) But like, if you do become, you know, if you use those tools, it's important to know it's not, it's important not to feed the false machine of like what those are, right? Like it's important to like, if I see a reality show, I would hope nowadays, you know, people would talk about their struggles with like the screen scrolling and like, you know, the the real things that people deal with in a personal setting yeah. that we can relate to. You know, if you're on a, I think if you have a pedestal where you have a big, like not a bigger voice, but uh, one that can reach more, mm-hmm. it's important to 
be vulnerable enough to connect more and letting them know that you're 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 real if not where they've been you're where they're at or you know what I'm trying to say yeah I it's mean, just yeah. bring everyone to the table don't keep it, it exclusive it can go both ways though there's like a lot of people out there who are showing the real rawness of humanness and then there's a lot of people that are just hiding behind or don't even know that's a good point yeah it's just so it kind of it's it's a double-edged sword for sure like the internet and like it's the push and pull yeah, like you were saying but yeah it's like finding a balance it's like find people yeah. that inspire you and like follow people that are real and well and that's the thing we have the opportunity like we have the tools more than ever to like turn that notification off or to unsubscribe from that or to like really you know what i mean like we should be making more of those intentional decisions to filter what we're seeing like yes. they're filtering what we're seeing for us why can't we yeah. do the same back exactly yeah and i think it like if you're struggling mind wise it's like well what are you consuming you know it's mm. do you need to go into your own personal bubble and cut out the news and social media and everything for a little bit and just care about yourself because even when i, I love I, doing that yeah it's so good it's like sometimes i find myself on instagram i'm like what the f what is the point of delete it? Yeah. <laughs> but um and then i need to post something and i'm like damn i gotta download the I, app again <laughs> yeah it's like you have to be really careful about like I you just post and ghost. I love validation. Like I think it's needed as a human being, but like you have to be careful how much you're attaching to it. So like True. if I only get 30 likes, am I gonna feel bad about myself? Or like am I constantly tracking my likes or am I constantly Do you hide your likes? Because of it? Uh I think they have actually on Instagram. I've noticed. The best feeling in the world. Yeah. I like never post anymore because I like don't want to go through that anymore. I'm like, I don't even I don't blame you. Kind of for everyone to know what's going on. Like you go look at my Instagram; it's like one recent post. The rest is uh, yeah. Super old when I was trying to build it, and it's I don't want to be in that anymore. It's so much good. work. I know. <laughs> so much work, and it takes you out of the presence. It's like, ooh, I need to record this card reading I'm doing for myself, which I still do sometimes. But I need to record this card reading so people could see yeah. what I'm doing, and that I'm so spiritual. And it's like that is such a sacred thing that like yeah share it if you want it to, is it doesn't need to be constantly blasted out there of like the things that you're doing for yourself I guess or yeah, not just, doing for yourself no you said it perfectly just go on Facebook you'll see plenty of it yeah <laughs> Facebook is a I just use it for groups see I've tailored Facebook to use it for what I like I like a lot of different concert groups and music groups and you find like-minded people there or like Instagram it's just like funny stuff if I want to laugh and look at pets and like cute little kids and things <laughs> like that but um it's just the world we live in is so insane and there's so many things happening and it's like you cannot put your energy in every single location so it's like how can I show up best for myself to therefore be able to show up for someone else and if that means you can only show up for your inner circle of your friends and family that's fine if that means you have the capacity to go like move to Alabama and change the politics there because you believe in it that's fine like you do what you have the capacity to do but I feel like we're also overextended in so many different ways and there's so much doom scrolling going mm. on, let alone comparing yourself to other people, where they're at in life, where you're at in life, how much money they're making, how much you're making, what their career is, like all of that kind of thing. It's just like, oh, you just got to fucking simmer down and breathe sometimes. There's a lot happening mm -hmm. <laughs> because we can also see it all and like read about it all. I don't know. No, no, That's you do know. You just said it. It was yeah. good. It was well said. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I don't know if I guess you've like kind of found your little home and comfort in Wisconsin and you're like feeling are we are proud. we are we pivoting we're pivoting topics I'm pivoting. yeah <laughs> okay sounds kind of good in the same, kind of in the same round that topic was done and and, and break <laughs> oh wait you told me not to say that no I was kidding <laughs> She's but like, don't say break or pause. I, I don't. Well, we're take... not. I don't edit these. I know. So I'm we're kidding. just flowing. I think two times ago, you're like, wait, we need to stop. Let's restart. Wait, we're I'm recording. Ah, oh, <laughs> damn. No, I'm just kidding. But All I right, just, let's pivot. I, I want to know, like, you feel at home now. You, there's no like angst to get out or like, <laughs> save me. I don't know. Did you like... see my help me written on the bathroom <laughs> window? So, was that the little post-it note I couldn't read? <laughs> I don't know. You haven't come to visit me. I need to come visit. Oh no, you're good. I love you. Um, I have, and you know, it's uh, it is home. I think that would be the best way to explain it. My mom said to me, "It was so weird because Eric and I, we um, it, it was last year, and it was in summer last year already. Oh my god, 2023." By the way, I want to come back to that, but just quick thought, um, or we can ask at the end, um, you know how people do resolutions for New Year? Yeah. Um, I want to know what your word of the year is. Maybe we could do it at the end, because then you can think on it a little okay. bit and let I it marinate. Long, but long-winded paragraph about it, but I'll think of a word. What? A word? Just one word. Um, but yeah, we met last, it was right after a time where I was like, so done with Tinder. I was mm -hmm. so done with, and that was actually our last podcast was dating or whatever, but, yeah. um, I was so done with Grinder. I was just in this place of like, not even in a bitter way. I was just like, I am done choosing anything but myself. And it wasn't in a selfish way. It was just like, I am tired of giving my energy out to just things that, I already knew in my gut weren't giving it back, but like, it's like, again, creating your narrative and it feels, you know, good. Um, so I was done with all that. And then we went to pride. I went to pride with my friend, Rebecca and Maddie, and we were just there with each other. I was super present with just, I want to be with my friends and have a good time. And we certainly did. And then by the intuition, I was like, Hey, why don't we go to this local Milwaukee bar called Dick's? Um, you know, I know a couple of people maybe that might be there. And we went there and I was um, in the back where, you know, they go to smoke and I was on the porch and I wasn't smoking, definitely vaping. But <laughs> I was FaceTiming my mom um, and I hung up with her. And all of a sudden I hear this guy go, happy pride. And Eric has a different story. So I'm just going to tell you my way, oh, my, yeah. my version of it, because <laughs> I was a little drunk, but happy pride. And I just looked at him and he started walking away and I go, wait come back here mm -hmm. I was like I really like your scrub come sit down or whatever and he sat down and we just like dove in and then our first date was a week later at a wedding and that was it it was just it was just something that it was like if I could best explain it in this way there was a before and there was an after um when I met when we met each other and the before feels like forever ago but the after feels like it's been forever mm -hmm. like it's it's really weird it's like I don't know how to explain it. It's just the contrast is so balanced, but it's so different yeah. before and after when we met. Does that make sense? Do you have that with Matt? Like, do you remember like this time kind of blend when you met and then the life after and the life before? For sure. I, it definitely, he has a different story too, but you're right. <laughs> they always say, do. I was going to say, it's like, we definitely love really hard and really quick. And we're mm -hmm. both, I think you and Matt. 
No, you and I. Oh, you and I. Okay. I think we both like will give our heart and soul pretty quickly. Well, we see we see good, not even good people, but we can just recognize like light, I guess, yeah, in a way that yeah. we want to like um kind of feed into that light and kind of give. Yeah. So yeah, definitely we we definitely give each other or give people the benefit of the doubt if we yeah. see anything and of that. You lead with your heart, and then I feel like you open the opportunity to get crushed more maybe or like have more of like the juxtaposition of emotions of like love versus like loss basically but I think the reason like I have a a, like a handful of friends that are like this just because like that's the people I want to collect in my life I want to collect the lovers and the the way that they've that we fall in love is so instantaneous in that way of like this is before this is the after there's like and it just falls into place the second you feel like focusing on yourself, which I love is what you said. Mm-hmm. But I have friends who are like dating right now who put their whole heart and soul into it and they're not getting it back. But then they create that false narrative and then therefore they get the rejection because the other person is not willing to receive that amount of love or open to it. And it's just like, do you like squander your yourself and your own how much you have the potential to love to not scare someone away or do you wait for that person who's open and willing and looking for that like it's totally I would agree I mean like it's it's not even I I for me I would change the word waiting for like just living into that person Mm -hmm. you know like because we're not waiting for anything we're already full ourselves Mm -hmm. and I'm not I'm not saying anything you said was wrong because it was it was made sense completely to me. Um, I think I guess we just really need to be choosing love from a place of love for ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And course, um I think completely. Like if we're, you know, you're we're never no one's ever going to complete you. Mm-hmm. You know, like we are born into this world of, you know, already of the divine, mm-hmm. already of love. And um, there's already there's already kind of a path set, I think. But when we start fighting that path and like you said, kind of like narrating, nothing's ever going to be mm-hmm. good enough, comfortable enough, safe mm-hmm. enough. You know, those things have to start from ourselves. And I, and I think it's important, too, because it's like. In the world that we're in right now, as we're talking about, a lot of this talk right now can seem self-indulgent, right? Or like self-focused, but it's not. I'm just, where I'm saying is that all of these beautiful things that branch off of our tree comes from roots of Mm self-love. And that is rooted in starting to recognize the divine that is made into ourselves. Does that make sense? It's it's yeah. bigger. It's just bigger. It's for sure. And I think we can forget to self-love again, to like bring it back to what we were talking about in the beginning. We can forget to self-love the pieces of ourselves that we don't think are, are good enough or healed enough or moved through enough. Like when you forget like, oh, I, I still need a lot. I still have a lot to heal. It's like, well, yeah, we always are. We'll always have a lot to heal, period, constantly, mm-hmm. forever. But like, I think the more love you can pour into those pieces of just like compassion for yourself and where you're at. And as long as you're aware of them, I feel like that's the healing piece. Oh, I'm aware that I have like an anxiety, like a codependent anxiety relationship 
kind of drive. And because I'm aware of that, I can recognize when it's happening. So then I can use my tools to help me move through that. It's like, totally. how much more healing can you have than that? You're well, and that's too, it's like all of these self-realizations and like arisings, they don't have to be isolated. I think a lot of these kind of awakenings come from community. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think the important part is to just put yourself out there enough to kind of create these pockets of community that can have conversations around you where they plant seeds for you to think more about, you know, what feels most true to you. You know, yes, a lot of it has to, I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, you have to just kind of go into a corner and figure yourself out first before you can accept love. That's not what I'm saying. I think a lot of love is learned by what we're surrounded with and what we're surrounded by and who we're allowing to kind of love us back. Mm, I like that a lot where like, what kind of love you're receiving and being held by and also like putting that into yourself really opens doors for more of that to fall in. Mm -hmm. I think is a good, like you are who you hang around with kind of situation. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) I want to surround myself with people that reflect back to me the love and compassion that I can have for myself as well that they have for me. And therefore that's where like the safe, happy, spaces where the universe kind of plops things in your lap yeah but also I feel like like you said there's a path there and it almost seems like divine planning like with Matt and I was like I lived with his cousin in Santa Barbara the first year I moved to California what was my driving force I have no idea I just knew I needed to go and then you know five years from that six years from that I meet Matt and like Four years from that, we're married. So I was there when you met Matt. Do you remember that? Well, I wasn't there, but I remember you coming back home and you telling me about him and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we spent this time in this tent and we went to the, I was like, girl, I you were gone it. for like, yeah. you You called in, you're like, I'm actually not going to make it for work for like another week. I was like, <laughs> what the F? I, I need was like, to, Marla. Uh, to decompress. It was funny because all of me is like wanting to go out and be social and blah, 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 blah. And after like I first met him, I was like, I'm not, you were like, can you come like meet me for a drink? I'm like, no, I'm home. I'm you like, were? Yeah, I think I was oh, I definitely very much coming <laughs> down. Yes, but. Um, it was, yeah. it was you, there was a shift in you for sure. I think, well, I mean, there was, I think there was a huge, I want to say a shift, but there was something that became more personal and like more, um, you were you went more inward but only just to become more outward with uh, the love that you were creating so I think think it was really cool it wasn't I felt like I stopped running I know you said that but it was a very much a feeling of like running to distract almost like going out all the time because you just wanted to be around people and you couldn't sit by yourself and be in your own anxiety whereas like now I'm like I really love being by my fucking self. Like, I just went to it. Yes. <laughs> I like going to dinner by myself. Yeah. I would challenge anybody who's listening. If you can just do it once, just do it once. Mm-hmm. I pro- just go to just take yourself out mm-hmm. for a day or even just like for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more that I love than going to like a little dive lunch bar or just something random and just sitting and just being mm-hmm. and I don't know. And I, there's so many different like opinions on that, but I just, I love it. I mean, it's just kind of like, I'm 
you just gotta date yourself for a while it, it, that's 100 percent true and it's definitely and even hump, date yourself after <laughs> the hump to get over because like it's gonna be angsty and uncomfortable and you feel a little weird at first and like yeah. then you're like well i'm taking myself on a date i can't just sit on my phone the whole time that's like besides the point so what do i do like just stare at the wall so it's like you gotta figure out what's good for yeah. you yeah well like, so that would be weird i mean i wouldn't go to a bar and just like sit there so it looked like i'm trying to like I don't know, case the joint or something. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, but like, you know, if I go take myself on a date, I'll make space to like call somebody that I haven't talked to in a while or just like give myself time to just catch up with myself and the yes. ones, you know? That's yeah. why I love, I think I really like airplanes and being on them is because there's really <laughs> yeah. no distraction. You can't go. But wait, anywhere. what if you're, but you're sitting next to someone so personal to you. But I feel like they're, on, they're yeah. in their own world too. Like you're listening to True. music or whatever. And it's like the time I just like feel so. Well, you can connect with them too. Like I said before, you could just even ask the away from the screens because like I usually don't have internet on there so I'm not like I can't scroll or anything so I'm like well what do I do I sit in journal mm -hmm. and that's when I feel like the, like a, a little bit more of a clear channel I think Can like, you sleep I, on a plane sometimes I mean sorry I just half, pivoted half. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the flight if it's a very long one of course you gotta like take a little performance enhancing sleep drugs and then you're sleeping but it's always <laughs> sucks it's like you're always uncomfortable. I'm just having like the bridesmaid scene like throw through my mind. She's like, <laughs> are you a stove? Are you an appliance? Like just where she's all like, oh man. Oh my goodness. I, I think I have one last question for you. It was are we already time. to that time? That went fast. I know we have like 10 minutes-ish. Okay. Probably be over an hour a little bit, but. Um, it's crazy. Obviously it doesn't matter if we go over. No, but it's, it certainly does i hate this i'm just kidding you're under the microscope right now hang on why is that <laughs> clock flashing at me i'm just kidding do you feel like a little bit of heat <laughs> coming yeah up? my butthole's clenching i'm just very on edge um okay so i feel like we've talked about death and rebirth a little bit who knows? I don't even remember what we talked about, but like, I know it felt right. It got, we got right into it right away. There was no, I love it. Period. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how it was. With okay. <laughs> um, do you like, what do you feel? Do you feel death and rebirth coming around this year? Do you feel like a lot of like happened this past year? Like, I'll give you an example for me. It's just like a career pivot. Um, like loss of a couple of friends, um, loss of a couple of like there's been a lot of death into rebirth and rediscovery of myself. And maybe it's just like coming into your thirties. I feel like you go through that, but I, I think like the death part can be really scary, but there's a lot of rebirth that comes after death always. Is there like a way, like you literally just, there's a baby in your family today Mm -hmm. and like Tessa. I don't want to bring up anything too sad but like also you had a passing in like the last week sure. so there's, it's Those been real things yeah it's yeah so like how do you feel like you can you move through that and process it and stay hopeful even surrounding like if you feel like a little death portal that's a great that's a great question um I would say that death and rebirths have always been happening mm -hmm. I would say that I'm just more able to be present in them, which is why they feel like they're so much more significant now. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I think, um, I don't, 
not even as they get older, it certainly helps because things just come become less important if they're really, you know, not important. But mm-hmm. um, I think they've always been happening. I think when they are more intense, I would say now, because I'm more involved emotionally because they are ones that I'm more um, present for because I've kind of come outside of myself a little bit um, in the ways that it's not always about me. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense, right? But I, I think when you do move through those things, everyone copes with change differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for myself, I've responded best when I say the change out loud to somebody that I trust and love because it gives it less power because I'm sometimes controlled by my thoughts. Gotcha. And sometimes those thoughts can bring me to places that I'm not able to rationalize or like put into proper places. Been mm-hmm. a lot quicker at it. Um, but you know, there's never any harm in sharing a thought or a feeling with somebody that you can trust just so that the filtering process is a little bit more easy. Mm-hmm. I love that you've taken recognition of that for yourself because I definitely relate. Like I get in my own thoughts a lot. And I think having the tool of, I need to speak this out into existence. So it doesn't seem so bad. I'm not so caught up in my head about it. And also like taking it from an outside perspective is so important. Like, okay, yes, I can be in my head and my body, but let me just observe it from the outside. Let me observe it from all these different perspectives. And that's what I and love. And that comes about. with being quiet. Like that comes yeah. with just being silent and just, yeah. Or journaling or like whatever it takes for you to like, first of all, recognize you're stuck in your own mind. And then like, how do I take myself out of that? And, and like you said, with addiction and stuff, sometimes I feel like it's wine for me. Like I just, I turn to wine, you know, I need to get out of my own head or feel more connected to like spirit or source. Sometimes I'm like, okay, Jesus energy, let's go. But also it's like, I need to be able to process that completely sober as well. And like, what can I do in those moments? It's like, they're kind we work of work through some, but yeah, it doesn't we work have through. No, it doesn't have to be. We were, I think, I feel like I've worked through a lot of addictions, um, that I've recognized as coping. So like, you know, there was a time in my life where I was coping with alcohol and I knew that that needed to be healed. And now when I have a drink, it's not, I don't, I don't have an attachment to it in that way. Like that's not, that's a false identity that I let go. And we move through so many false identities that we use to mask or, you know, but the, the, I just feel like the way that we can allow ourselves to just free ourselves of these false identities is to just slowly accepting that, this is just the, I mean, this is just, it's just life. It's just, it's what we're supposed to go. It's uncomfortable. You know, yeah, we just need yeah. to cultivate our community and the ones we love around mm-hmm. us and reach out when yeah. we need help. So. I also think a lot of that is like habitual. Like you have, like you're having overwhelming thoughts. So then you had a drink and then that made you feel better. So then you just do it again and again and again. And it's like, at a certain point, it's just a habit then. Oh, I get home. I'm going to pour a drink that like I had a hard day, blah, blah, blah. One that you talk yourself into thinking you need. And that's like crazy. You validate yourself. Like I was drinking way too much wine and I was like texting friends, like how much wine do you drink a night? Is like a bottle a night? Okay. Like I'm not getting hammered, but like I, I think it's fine. Right. And that, you know, you're just like, I'm like, wait, I'm like literally reaching out to people to get validated through something. I know that is not okay for me anyway. Yeah. It's like, if I were to go to the doctor and I tell them I have a glass of wine a night, they would call me maybe an alcoholic. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that's where it comes back to like, I don't want to, that's not a factual thing. They they probably, I know it 
But what I'm saying is that it comes back to just knowing yourself and listening to yourself. And if you feel like something is really hindering you from kind of coming into more of your own truth, then maybe that's something that, you know, needs to have a boundary on or you just need to like pause and heal that part or understand why you're using that to get through. Yeah. You know, we're all trying to get through, but sometimes we don't need to use the ways that keep the cycle in the same place. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You got to break it and like figure out yeah. how it feels without it and then figure out how to reintroduce it in a balanced way. Absolutely. What's your yeah. word of the year before we end? I... I like, time. <laughs> I want to say presence, but I like, it's such an overused word and I'm like, so over explaining it as like, it's, not, it's, present. it's for it's you so though. Overused. So like, like stillness in time, like my analogy was like, you know, those old time movies that you put in, um, like one of those circular twisty guys <laughs> and it goes, yes, it's, it's emoji. <laughs> It's got like all those little cards. And if you make it go fast enough, it actually makes the movie. But if you go slow, it's like one clip at a time. Yeah. It's like I a flip book like, kind of. Yeah. I feel like in life, like that flip book is just moving so fast. And I just like, I want to like take in each page or like each. I love clip that. Of it. Like that's what I'm like, just finding like love and joy within each clip of life, I guess. is. I love that. Yes, because it's moving. So presence. So presence. I like it. (laughs) I'm down for it. In a roundabout way, because I don't like that word. What is your word? Choices. Choices? (laughs) Make the right choices, okay? Be safe. Call mom if you need a ride home. Yeah, practice safe lunch. Use condiments. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I would say my my word of the year is just truth. I feel, um, for me personally, I'm just... I'm accepting truth. I'm trying to practice daily my own truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Just showing up in a way that is respectful of myself and others. Um, You know, just the other night, like I, uh, they had like a family gathering and I just didn't feel like I could go and be present. And I set a boundary where I just need to sleep, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and that sleep allowed me to be more present the next day. It's just knowing yourself to create boundaries so that you can show up for the things and the people that you care about I think like honoring your truth basically yeah yeah your truth without feeling guilty about I have a dream (laughs) I'm just kidding I could honor myself every day (laughs) hi do you guys have truth on sale (laughs) have you you we brought you to truth didn't we but you didn't have to you didn't get to see truth the the DJ no the bitch like was snaky and just told a lie no, the speaker system went out. Remember? I have no idea what we're that talking about. Red Rocks. We Wait, were, what about Truth at Red Rock? We were supposed to see Truth, but the, the like all the electricity went out. Remember, we were sitting there for like two or three hours with nothing happening. Supposed to see Truth. It was gone. It was gone to White Night. Yeah, I think Truth was one of the. Shut up! Are you serious? You didn't realize well, that was happening. No, I was. I also took LSD, and I was what? like, on the come up. Yeah, no, it was amazing. I was like, why is yeah. music? The only thing I knew was oh, it was dark and then it wasn't. And then I laughed and, and had fun. And, and then I went home. home. Yeah. Remember when we were walking out of Red Rock and that girl was just like crammed right next to us? And you're just like, look, she was like, look at my M&Ms. Anyone got M&Ms? Oh, you're yeah. Like, sure. I was, I was like, I what's on these things? I don't. I was like, fuck, I didn't know we we're going for a hike. <laughs> it's a very big hike. At least it's You gotta lit. come visit again. I drive past that church we stopped at all the time. Oh, 
That's I'm, my favorite. I'm always coming to visit. Wait, what? Oh, the one we were on your car? Yeah, you, well, you were like mermaiding on my car, having a photo shoot. Absolutely. It was the fucking Lion King. Ah, <laughs> uh, like, then, then yeah. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out great, though. <laughs> Honoring your thanks. That's yeah, thanks. What you're doing. Hire me. <laughs> um, speaking yeah. of artistic shit, <laughs> tell me about your songs. Yeah, so my artistic shit is on Spotify and Apple Music. <laughs> um, no, I just have a, a new song called Sonic Out, um, and it is a little bit more of an electronic dance feel. But it, just in general, I have been really, uh, I've just been creating a lot of things, and I, um, I'm really excited. I feel like I'm leaning more into my truth of my gift of music, mm-hmm. and um, but also honoring and respecting, um, and believing I'm good enough. I think for a long time, I also ran from my own gift. Yeah. Um, but I I do feel like I'm moving into this place of just like, I just want to share it now. And I'm just excited. So you can check it out at Lyricson on any streaming platform. And there's just more music to come. But thanks for having me again. I love you yeah. so freaking much. I have one more thing to say about that. Is like yeah, absolutely. Podcast and one of the, the authors of, um, what is it called? I think it's like Wild. It's like the movies with Reese Witherspoon uh little wildfires or something no it's about this girl who like hikes the Appalachian Trail oh wow I I don't forget what it's called but anyway she was talking about how she like knew her gift was writing and she oh Maggie Rogers maybe sure that sounds familiar but um she like knew she was supposed to write this best-selling book but then she took herself and put herself in a cabin and she was like I need to write the best-selling book and then she was like wait a second and she had this realization of like I don't need to write this for anyone else I need to write this for me and like the way that it became so famous and the way that it exploded out of her was she wasn't attached to it becoming anything or like anyone resonated with it in a specific way it was only for herself so like mm. if you can get in the studio and make music just for you and because like you know you have a gift and you want to like explore your talent for you you never know well, what will happen totally the god universe divine yeah. whatever you want to call it the feminine the feminine the feminine wants you to listen yes the divine wants you to listen so like just like listen and just let those let those things given to you just kind of flow through and it doesn't matter what anybody of this world thinks of it. And I'm talking to myself too right now because it's yes. I always say things that are easier said than done. But yes, yes. damn, it's a good reminder. Like, yeah, it's uh, if it feels truthful and right for you, then know that it will just liberate something for yourself. So exactly. just do it. And then focus on it for you. Not yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. It was just a cool something that stuck with me. But absolutely. I'm so happy we did this. I am too. It was nice you to see you. Beautiful. You look beautiful. Always. Uh, and um, congratulations on wait. your little babe in the fam. Thank you so much. Well, we'll have to get together sooner. You're going to come up and visit, but I will. Yeah. Yeah. But if you like the podcast and you want to like it or like thumbs up it or whatever you do or star it, please do um no just do it <laughs> i think i might make an instagram for it just separate from mine because mine's no fun oh yeah but, you should um so stay tuned do you share that. these videos too i was on youtube for a while i might i'm not sure okay should all right, I? Cool. <laughs> gotta get I, on all platforms right <laughs> maybe i should get out of the closet first <laughs> i know you're in a closet right now i was like uh lee i thought you were already out of the closet okay yeah. <laughs> what are we doing back in there yeah. Speaking of which, what do you think of this shirt? Yet. No, I'm just kidding. I can't see. You're blurred, remember? 
Oh yeah. Just good to see your beautiful face and the eleven eleven on our hands. Oh my yeah. god, boo boo. Wrong one, other one. <laughs> okay, I love you. And love you too. Doing everyone, go check out Lee Rickson on all music platforms because it's fucking good. Like windows down, summery vibes. <laughs> Thanks, boo boo. I appreciate you. Love you. Love you. Bye.